one-day contract. The Panthers Talk Show, where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one-day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Check out some of our network mates. It is what it is. The Roaring Riot Podcast, Not What You Think, and the Carolina Line for more great talk about your favorite team. Follow the Riot Network on Twitter, at the Riot Network, to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, and love us wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. With me, as always, Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report, and is still trying to recover from what Tevin Coleman did to him. Show us on the doll where he hurt you. All over. Every, every, every speck of the doll got some dirt on it on Sunday. And got rolled around a couple times. Woo, that was a butt whooping. Not pleasant. No. Not, not, not pleasant at all. Also with us, as always, Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, went to bed at 8 p.m. yesterday and feels great about it. You yes. look like a champ. I'm an adult. I took the red eye home from San Francisco, and I did not sleep on a plane because uh, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a great flyer. So it was a little bit turbulent, a little bumpy up there, so I had some trouble falling asleep. And then uh, I just couldn't fall asleep all day, so I literally was up almost all night. And then I got home at, like, 7 o'clock. I was watching TV. And I cut my eyes got a little bit droopy. My eyes got a little heavy. And my wife was like, my beautiful wife, Renee, as, as I've referenced, was like, uh, you should just go to sleep. I was like, it's 745. And she was like, no, just do it. It'll You'll feel great. And then I'll tell you what, I do feel great. I'm, I'm a man. I went to bed at 8 p.m. yesterday. And I feel fantastic today. What time did you wake up today? Um, Like 7. Okay. So that's a lot. of. It was a lot of sleep. Like- and I... The, 11 hours of sleep. The first thing I did was I sent my uh, sent the group chat that I'm on with all of my friends from college who all have kids. I was like, hey, guys, just woke up from 11 hours worth of sleep. How's everybody doing? And uh, they were super pissed at me. So it was awesome. Mute. Yeah. <laughs> How long has it been since you went to bed at 8? <sighs> on purpose? Because I've, like, passed out at 8. Is that Does that count? Like, because like on the bar? West Coast, like- well, I mean, not at a bar, like in my bed. On a couch, maybe. Uh, on the West Coast, Eight? yeah. Well, on the West Coast, football starts at ten. So, a lot of times you get that drinking started early, and then the you get home after six hours at the bar. You get some pizza in you. It might be bed night night time. So, how long has it been? Uh, six days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just so glad I cracked that case. Good investigative Thank you. reporting Thank you. right like there. Charlotte Magazine right over here. <laughs> investigative journalism. Very well done. What, what was the time before that? <laughs> eight days. It's <laughs> <laughs> so about it. once a week Josh goes to bed Do at eight. Do you track your sleep every night? The fact that you know it was six days and then eight, like, that's very specific. Caroline, I'd like to thank you for not jumping in before you introduce. Um, that's welcome. rude. It's bad podcasting form. You gave me champagne. No, it's true. Uh, (laughs) I go to bed early on a pretty regular bit. My wife is a very early sleeper. Like, she goes to bed. Like, she is not scared. That's why she was like, just do it. Like, she feels tired. It's dark outside. It's bedtime. She gets into house pants as soon as she hits the door. House House pants. pants. Is that not a thing? Wait a minute. Are you? Don't you two ladies pretend. N- even you, the not introduced one. Don't you pretend like you don't have house Can pants. Can we just not introduce me the whole podcast and no one... Well, Nikki's working on that. Dun, dun, no one will know. <laughs> what if we didn't introduce our guest ever in a show? Just the whole time. Just bring them in. 
You know? Just, they're ready. I'm here. here. She is. She's here. We're You'll figure it out it by me. the end. You're not going <laughs> to. It me. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody like clicks on podcasts like blind. Like they want to go in spoiler free. And they're yeah. just like, no, no, no. Hang on. One day contract's out. Just don't look at the phone. <laughs> Click play. Who is that? Oh, Who's I talking? Wonder, oh, Who I picked this? Song? Who's the guest? Well, welcome to the one day contract. <laughs> oh, oh, we, we, can like just, we can just change voices the whole time. Oh boy, I'm, sign up for I that. I feel like we're doing characters. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to introduce her because now we have to talk about house pants. I think on the one day contract this week, Caroline Can, reporter and producer for the Carolina Panthers, host of the Cool Down. And in charge of putting up with both Max and Panther Stat Guy on the group chat podcast, an official holder of the Can Cam. Welcome. I guess I have to talk like myself now. Yeah. No okay. more voices. You can be whatever you want to be on the show. It is Halloween, so we could just roll with that theme. Yeah, absolutely. True. It's like it's like the In Living Color theme song. You could be anyone you want to be. Wow. Am I old? Am I old? Yeah. No? You go to bed at eight to <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Not when in living colors on, baby. We're I gotta stay up till eight thirty. We're seeing a theme. Fire Marshall Bill. <laughs> That's all I know. That's the only In Living Color reference I got. The film critics? That's all I got. Ooh, the film critics oh, are good. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Is that on Netflix or homie? anywhere? Homie? That was, a, that yeah. was the homie origin the of Homie. Yeah, Homie the Clown mm. is good. Homie, don't play that. Mm. It's a great show. I, now I want to watch it. That's it? You don't even... None of I'm that out. you've got? I'm not out. Not even Homie, don't play that? No, I'm out. Hey, I've let me show of, you something I've from heard... Fire Marshal That was back when no. you could just beat children on, on TV regularly. It was It was not just... I'm not frowned upon. It was encouraged at the time. It was encouraged at the time. Well, uh, the super important question this week, I I was going to ask about how you guys felt about the Hornets three games in, but... 79 and three the hard way. There we go. That's all we needed to hear. Um, I want to hear your hottest Halloween takes because... Before we started recording, there were some hot takes coming out I love Halloween. I think anybody that likes Halloween is a great person. Get off the bed. Stop it. Stop it. I know what you're doing. And now I'll go on the other side of that fence. And I'm sorry, but if you're older than 23, 24 years old, you got to abandon Halloween. Like, it's just. But see, you've entered the phase of you don't have kids yet. And then you can reinvest. And then when you've got. Yeah. Then you can do the That's front fair. Lawn, I really just think he's can... really lost a lot of credibility in this statement by saying that you enjoy going to bed at 830. <laughs> I'm just going to keep referencing that because in order to participate in Halloween, you must stay awake while it's dark out. And you're you're just you're flirting. A lot with that. of the good candy gets gone before it gets that dark is true. out. So if you that want them full size Snickers, you better get out there at four thirty p.m. knocking on doors. <laughs> That's true, and that is what the younger you know the kids are doing. All the crazy kids are out there. Those Why well, don't kids. want any youths trying to track me down while I'm out there yeah, with youths. my with my yellow pump yellow pumpkin orange pumpkin. Oh gosh, are you sure you got that much sleep last night? I, yellow pumpkin. That's I, a squash. <laughs> <laughs> Trick-or-treating with a squash and grain. <laughs> it's part of the Gord family. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. That's all good. I just feel like it's it, and I feel like I may be losing some other uh, some other listeners here. It, like St. Patrick's Day, is not an is not a holiday for a real adults. holiday. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I thank think, you. I just think it's not. If it's something that you would like to uh, throw a party for, I'm I'm happy to deny your request to come. <laughs> But the fact that Will it you is, click interested on the Facebook invite and then not follow? actually go. Yeah. Yeah. Just a fall. I want to stay in the group to see sure, all the yeah, pictures because I do enjoy seeing the costumes. The makeup can get crazy mm. and the hair. Like I enjoy the artistry of it, but it's not a real holiday. It's like Valentine's Day. It's just mm. not real. <laughs> it is not a real holiday. And I, I will say that when I have gone out on Halloween, I'll be a hypocrite. 
And when <laughs> you go, fine. that's what we do on this show. When you go all in on Halloween, it's a good time. But getting my like talking myself into like, hey, go do this. I was a pirate last year to a charity event, uh, but I was a financially responsible pirate mm-hmm. because I didn't get, get any accessories. I had no parrot. I had no like like hook. Hook. I just what I wore a white shirt with a red ribbon kind of thing sash uh, around my waist some black pants and some boots and um not even a patch not even an eye patch i had the patch but i never wore it what was you it you had the that? patch but didn't wear oh, it oh my you just sash carried, like, held it to no, no no i like dropped it i couldn't do it Are, my you're describing I'm, bullfighter right now am i, <laughs> well, am I mistaken so, you said white fact, shirt red and then black well, i'm trying pants. to think That's what was it what was it that i had there was something that was like oh she's a pirate i think it was on the sash there was like a, a, a thing that a said I'm a, pirate, a, pirate, I'm a pirate but for this year <laughs> I, I have a universe yeah. was this a beauty pageant oh that's as well? what i should have done i should have done that great i have a four-year-old niece who is very excited to go as beauty um beauty and the beast she's bell um and so she decided to go this year and so i was going to go with her and then i also have a one-year-old niece maddie i love you i didn't mean that when you listen to this in a couple of years i love you too um but i was going to go trick or treat she's, she's gonna be very disinterested she's in these hot kyle so allen takes in two bad. years so yeah she's gonna be like who yeah <laughs> what uh not in two years that was mean but i was going to go trick or treat with him and i was thinking well i could just be a bull bullfighter was a one or i could be a like circus ringleader because uh, I think if mm. I just throw in like a trench coat with it and maybe some tall boots I, and maybe get a little hat, I could be a ringleader. I feel like we call those the I found it in my closet style costumes. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, it's October 30th? That's that was yeah. me. Except I had to go to a Halloween store to like try because I, I, I was going to be a ninja all black. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah, it kind of looks like me every day. So yeah. I tried to spice it up a little. I think we but if you about throw this. a trench coat on, then it's completely different. Then it well, not really a really trench coat. Trench yeah. coat isn't really the word I'm looking for. Yeah. But I, I like that. And then it's yeah, totally I was going to say, so I, I couldn't really be that circus leader and just dress up in a trench coat and go around on Halloween. I think, yeah. I think yeah. the reception yeah. would be different. Upon. I don't think they're giving you candy. Frowned <laughs> upon. <laughs> Stranger Stay danger. back 50 yards, please. Stranger <laughs> danger. <laughs> You wear that you deep, deep V in a trench coat, <laughs> yeah. you're in trouble. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. We got Batman in our house um, this year. He's been protecting uh, protecting the homestead for two weeks now. Um, for two weeks? Yeah. Well, he, he got it early, and he's, he's embracing it. Sure. It's, it's, more of a, it's more of a Fortnite-type celebration, nice. not the video game, but the, the you know, two Interesting. weeks. Interesting. Um, for huh. him. Oh, okay. All right. I got yeah. very confused. <laughs> thought he was doing the handstand, yeah. and I don't understand. Oh. No. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I realized Sorry. that. I realized that. Yeah. Just two weeks. He's been doing it for two weeks. But no, it's, it, it's been good. I The thing is, I don't do scary. I have no desire to see a scary nope. movie. No. no desire to be chased by a chainsaw that has its you know chain removed. I have n- none of that. Um, and then I don't really feel like I can contribute to the sexy Halloween celebrations that have become popular Just over the last it. 10 years. Just can, do it. So it's not really my, not really my scene. Nick <laughs> that, is laughing. Hey, that trench Nick, coat. Nick, you see this? This that, is the support no, no, that no. I get. That, that trench coat. That's it. There you go. All right, I'm back. I'm back in Halloween now. Call it. You could be a sexy kitty if you want. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again? <laughs> Nobody wants to do it costume two years in a row. Just put a sash on and you could yeah. be Miss Sexy Kitty or something. Just change it a champagne. little bit. <laughs> we should have champagne every show. I feel like this is going to be a good one today. It's real bubbly. Real bubbly. I love Colin's drinking his straight out of the bottle like a man. I didn't know there was another choice. <laughs> like a cup. I just pour mine right into my hands. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a straw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any other way? I'll bring, no. I'll bring twisty straws next time for you guys. Well, if you want to hear your super important question on the show, go leave us a review. Put it in there. 
we get tired of coming up with questions. And by we, I mean me. Yeah, I actually do see a fair amount of reviews that are like, I love listening to Colin, Josh, and Nikki. And it's like, they don't leave a question. And this is your chance. Do you listen to the podcast? No, they don't. They ju- Do they I just, listen to the podcast? No, I'm saying the people that are leaving the reviews, they don't listen. They just like go yeah, and they're, they're like, oh, I love these three people. This is great. But it's almost like the test, like take the test. You yeah. got to listen to be able to take the test and leave leave a question for these kind, kind humans that gave me champagne. A lot a lot of people have the last name Hoggard and Wolf and Klein in the <laughs> yeah. reviews, which is weird. But like, I get it. Like, they also have a, a lot of comments about how cute me and Colin are. Aww. Not a lot for Nikki, but that's fine. That's my mom doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> She's still trying to figure out what radio station to turn to. All right, are we ready for the return of our favorite segment? I feel like we haven't had this no, in a while. It used to be a, every like single year. week last year. It's offensive line party chat. There should be music. We should have a, yeah, I'll put some in post. I won't. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Good job. Sorry, right, well, tell the producer that's listening. There Make we go. sure you put that in post. Maybe some... <laughs> I don't have any. Why is that my always go to music? Why is that your go to music? Hail London. Hail to the Chief. That's my go to exciting music. But I thought I I thought there for a second it was like the the British something that like God save the Queen outside of outside of the you know Parliament Buckingham Palace. They're playing this. Yeah, that that, that does sound a little bit. I actually think that was the song that I used as my fake British music when we were doing the show live Mm. in London. Live. Yeah, in London. In, in, in London. Yeah, <laughs> lots of quotes around that particular <laughs> sentence. Live in London. That was we're a doing great the trip. Show. Colin and I, uh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great that you guys got to fly first class. I got to fly coach. That was really that was cool. I mean, why shouldn't the tall guy be in coach? But you know, other than that, it was great. It's because you're well, so we, selfless. Well, we miss you down there in London. <laughs> we miss you guys. Oh, are they calling? They can you can hear them talking from London. That's pretty you just cool. had like a a fade out of an accent. Like the mean? closer Who'd you got to that microphone, <laughs> the American accent came back. But the further you, you, you talk- got, it got a little bit more British. Well, that sounds like another British person. <laughs> microphone work. <laughs> the further away you get, the more British you sound. That is true. <laughs> Just facts. That's science, actually. Science, science. These are facts. fancy microphones. Now, Lottie, we duh. don't have these over there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like yours gets a little southern the wow. closer that you get. Listen. <laughs> You're like. You don't want me to get in this. <laughs> what you talking about? Listen. <laughs> Listen, southern mama sometimes comes up on the group chat. I've, I've heard. <laughs> and uh, it's You terrifying. don't want her to come. No, you really so. don't. Maybe, I'll wait. Maybe I'll in wait. like one of our, maybe for game time. When we play Cam to, Cam to K1, we'll all do it in a southern accent. There we go. We'll, we'll see I give we'll it a Tyler Larson. Nice. I like that I could instantly tell that that mom had seen a manager recently. <laughs> you could just can hear you it in her voice. You could just hear it in her voice. And the haircut. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. everything about it's it. It's all natural, yeah. right? All, everything going on up top everything. is all natural. Okay. I mean, I didn't come here to buy timeshare, but I'm interested. Yeah. It does sound nice. <laughs> Let me see that manager. God. Good luck, uh, Nikki. We, we, we need to just do a show in all accents. That's Maybe that's next show. Keep it on Good the luck. rails. Well, we'll see. What, what, what rails? I don't even see rails. Yeah, Where are yeah. the rails? Oh, they're on Trade Street. <laughs> they're getting put in right now, and they make your commutes hell, okay? You want to see some rails? I'll take you to them. Adjust the adjust the volume. It only at, took about thirteen minutes yep. for you to have to adjust the levels and the volume there. All this, right. This this Frexnet or whatever we've got here is amazing. That's good. Uh, I don't think that's.
that's how you say it. That's but good okay. pronunciation right it. there. I went with it. I think it's Frexinet. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's definitely fancy. It's not. Can I take a shot at it? That's good. I want <laughs> No, I can't do better than that. We got some Frexinet, that brunt kind. Not, not the hairspray. No, no the champagne. Pain. No, behind behind the Christmas lights. Over there. Yeah. Yep. Now the Lord. No, mm-hmm. move that tub of lard. It's behind yep. that. You see the Chris Gamble jersey? Go ahead and pull that out. But then but then behind there a little bit further, too. Further is how you pronounce it. No, we can discuss it further or farther if you'd like. <laughs> I've lost control of the show, as always. Oh, yeah, it really went off the rails this. quickly. Yeah. Today's show is sponsored by Brett Frixinet. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> I wish you could have take, seen him take a victory sip after that terrible co- after that terrible commercial read for Frexinet. <laughs> I also like how he was like, well, I don't drink champagne, and his is almost gone. Yeah, I just love that Frexinet is now the name. Yeah, like, that's course. it. It's Frexinet. It's now the sponsor. Everybody, though, the minute you say that, knows exactly what you're talking about. Frex? I speak the language of the people. You Frex. do. Frexinet. You definitely, definitely do. So let's go back and look at this O-line. Okay. All right. Here we go. Football time. We're going back. Now we have to talk about football. Should the Panthers have traded for a left tackle? Well, Mm. should they have traded for Trent Williams? No. But uh, maybe? I mean, the problem now is that you go into a situation where it's like, well, if Dennis Daly gets hurt, he's your best option at left tackle, then where the H are we? Then we're back to Chris Clark town. And I'm just the depth that they had last last year, the depth they had like three weeks ago on the offensive line has now kind of deteriorated. And uh, it, for me, I really like the way that Dennis Daly plays, but you have to now you have to shade man hurts over there a lot. You kind of have to send when McCaffrey goes out on on routes, he's kind of have to bump an edge rusher. It it just kind of changes the way that your offense is. And I love Dennis Daly. I think he's an absolute like gem for a sixth round pick but you're putting a lot of pressure on that guy for him for for ron rivera to go out and say he's my he's our best option at left tackle and he's a sixth round rookie started three games in his life so it's like i don't know i'm just i'm i'm a little bit right now i'm like if we're playing cam to k1 on my worry meter we're at like a jeff lewis barometer um (laughs) as i believe how it's scientifically pronounced just since we're being proper here on the show okay that's fair uh no no they shouldn't have traded for left tackle that'd be my short answer on that one i think the best thing that's gonna happen to those offensive lines are not gonna go against nick bosa for the remainder of the season that's that's the best thing that's gonna happen any like there's nothing better that no one's gonna get healthier no one's gonna get markedly better to the between now and the end of the season but they won't have to go against what i think is probably the best defense in the nfc i think the biggest issue that i see going forward is how do they take this this bubbleman how do they take this one because the, the offensive line, the names, you know, they're going to get thinned out, and you can get to the point where you, you end up having too many injuries. But that's that, that looks to me like the class of the NFC, at least amongst what we've seen um, against this team. And how do they, do they bounce back? Do they think that they can go beat that team again? Because you have to assume if you're going to make a run that's meaningful, you're probably going to see that team again. So the offensive line, I think, I think the issues and the reason we're discussing this has way more to do with the, the – success of San Francisco necessarily than the fact that, that that this offensive line is markedly different today than it was. I'll agree with you. I think the Greg Little coming back, he will come back, and that is your depth of left tackle. I, you know, Talking to him in the hallways, you pass him, 
he's doing better. This was a separate thing. You know, he, he's working through it. But because, you know, we then recently learned that, he, you know, he's gone. This is not his first concussion. So they are being super cautious with him bringing him back. This is just the third underneath the umbrella of being with the Panthers. So they have to be careful bringing him back. But that's your depth at left tackle. I'm with you. I, I like Dennis Daly at left tackle. I'm also with you. They're not going to face Nick Boza. I mean, th- who they faced in the 49ers, that defense – is an anomaly. That defense is very, very good. And I I thought going into San Francisco, maybe I was drinking the Kool-Aid over there at Bank of America Stadium, but I thought, you know what, I like some of these matchups. I think Mm -hmm. this could be a good game where they're coming off of a not-so-great performance when it was like the mud bowl. This might be the game where you can – someone has to beat them. They're not going to go undefeated, even though they looked like it on Sunday. They're not going to go undefeated. But that was a very good San Francisco team. Yeah. and I think if they would have gone up against anyone, I think what worked for San Francisco on this team is not so much with the offensive line, it was with the defense. And they were able to find the kryptonite and the Panthers' defense, and that's their rush defense, and they just hounded on it all game. And when you get up like that and then you allow the Nick Bosa to pin his ears back and get after your quarterback, yeah, you're going to expose your very young six-round left tackle in Dennis Daly. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand. I, I agree with both of you in that. They are not going to have to place the for- face the 49ers again, but they are going to have to face, you call them the class of the NFC. If they're not the class of the NFC, then they have to face the other class of the NFC, the New Orleans Saints, twice. Or the other class of the NFC, Green Bay Packers, are coming up in two weeks, which has been flexed to a 430 game. Did you see it Cross your fingers for snow. Did you see there it snowed? Yeah. I'm excited. I, I love cold weather. Me too. Big cold weather guy. Yeah, because you can visit it and then leave. That's yeah. that is what look that's all I want as a North Carolinian is is snow once a year, come down, school's off, next day, clean roads. That's no, all no, I ever okay. want. Okay, the only lie in that is the <laughs> next day. Like when it it says, Hey, we're I've had a snow day here with no snow. Mm-hmm. So if it snows, you're out for like two or three days. That's the only lie in the statement you just said there. And yeah. the next I mean, day you go clearing. back. There's you no don't go back. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, I like snow because it makes a good excuse to go to bed early. I think when it's nice and snowy and outside. Well, now that this is oh, full circle, some, some, are we done? Yeah, that's the done? end of the episode. Play the song. Two tickets to paradise. Make sure you catch Josh's coverage of his favorite soups on the, the Riot Report. <laughs> He'll have all of Green Bay's finest soups and sweaters <laughs> in his house pants. Yeah, I don't wear. I house haven't pants. forgotten that I you asked you both of that and you dodged it. I have house shorts. <laughs> Actually, I do have house pants now that I think about it. Now that I just realized that I do. Once we get to winter time, it'll be house pants time. I the problem is is that I I, I get it. Obviously, the San Francisco defense they're they're a class above any defense that the Panthers have faced or maybe even will face. But my thing is that they as they as we go through the season, it seems like they were trying what they were trying to do on Sunday was trying to like find ways to get around and, and fix the San Francisco defense, whether, and they tried to play a little gamesmanship and put out Taylor Moten at left tackle after they said he was going to start at right tackle, and then all this stuff that was just kind of like silly games to me to try and like, we're going to, here's what we're going to, we're going to mix them up. And then when Nick Bosa's has C72 across from him, he's going to be like, Oh, what am I doing? It, and it just didn't work. And then, uh, and then immediately you're right. They go down. When you go down 14, three, there's not a whole lot your offense can do, but at the same time, I'm just concerned that we are now seven weeks into the season. We are on to our second, second-ish, third-string left tackle, and and Greg Little is yes. They say he's going to come back. You know, you see him in the hallway. We see him. I see him in the locker room. He seems seems fine. But 
I, I don't know. Concussions are such a fickle beast that I'm not. I'm also not concerned. I'm also not 100 percent sure that he's going to come back, be ready to go. I don't think he's going to be ready to go. I think he's going to need a few weeks to get back. And then by that time, it's like, what's the team's record? Do you want to bring back your second round pick who just had a bunch of concussions? Uh, it's just a lot of like moving parts that I I feel like they could start moving in the wrong direction. And that's all I'm concerned yeah, about. Yeah, well, I mean, atrophy or, you know, eliminating guys within the, the offensive line, any season, any se- that's just something every team has to deal with. Uh, I just don't I, – I look at this offense, and I don't, see the, I don't see the production as a whole. And I think it's easy – it can get easy to the point where you're pointing, line, or pointing fingers to the offensive line. But, I mean, the tight end position, you know, D.J. Moore drafted in the first round, now second year, like, nice player. Like, Curtis Samuel, nice player. Like, th- no, these are – this is your number one and number two. It, it, it's it's not it's not time for them to be nice players anymore. Like if they're going, if you're going to be a number one receiver, and, and Olsen, as he's gotten older, and they're having to keep guys in, they're having to keep Moran Hurts in. Ian Thomas has been, you know, largely a non-factor. Um, they're not getting the production from the other positions on this offense as well, and and at quarterback too. Well, this, this team was, I think, this team was easier to defend. You know, then we would certainly assume if, if Cam Newton was there. Like that sure. defense would have been much more tested against Cam Newton. So I don't think they weren't tested by the quarterback. The wide receivers and the tight end position equally had pretty much a meh day. So I I just – I'm with you, but, it, you know, injuries are going to happen. And I, I think this offense as a whole really struggled. I did not think coming off a of bye week that that was going to be the offensive production that we, we were going to see. Yeah, I – I agree with you. I mean, should we just talk about the quarterback situation? Because I mean, we may as well just skip around on our on our on our score sheet. There's a quarterback situation. <laughs> yeah. So um, whatever are you talking about? I use a lot of coupons, and uh, a lot of times twenty five cents off. Um, oh man, can I? I'm gonna cut this part that's, out that's right here. Whoa. What time is this? Whoa! I would like to point out that that was a dad joke. <laughs> I did not say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh has to be a bed in an well, hour. No, and you're, half, yeah, so. exactly. It's getting real close <laughs> to the big dog's bedtime. So. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, obviously, elephant in the room. When is Cam going to come back? I think the it's a completely different team with Cam Newton on the field, even against the San Francisco 49ers. What it did, what the game on Sunday did for me, which I'm very happy about, was it eliminated the, well, what happens when Cam comes back? Is Kyle Allen the starter? No, obviously, this team, uh, to me, when you go up against the class of the NFC, the best teams, you need Cam Newton at quarterback if you want to have a chance to win. And... I love Kyle Allen. He has done an unbelievable job, and I think, unfortunately for him, right now for these for this week, it's going to get focused on three interceptions. Uh, he took all the sacks, whatever. The guy came in and has won as four and one this season as a starter, and gave them a chance to allow Cam Newton to come back into a situation where they could theoretically make the playoffs. And that, to me, when he was first coming in, I wasn't so sure that was what was going to happen. So I, I think that. We when do, when Cam does come back, whenever that is, whether it's two weeks, next week, whenever, I, I think they have a chance now, which is all thanks to Kyle Allen. So I mean, you have to give him that credit. I think Kyle Allen, the experiment of of Kyle. Allen, let's take his name out of it. And let's just talk about the quarterback that is Kyle Allen. He was not drafted. He, he's not a Sam Darnold, a Josh Rosen. You know, I'm you're drafted to come in and immediately start and make an impact. He actually wasn't even drafted, okay? Then he's brought in. He's not even looked at as a starter, nor a backup, okay? You're going to be the backup's backup, and all of a sudden he's asked to be a starter. I think what this gives Kyle Allen is a longer leash. I think you look at the Josh Rosen example, you even look at Sam Darnold when he struggles and what the Jets are going through. 
there's a ton of pressure on these quarterbacks that are brought in, drafted very high to come in. If if, if Kyle Allen was a you know top pick, even a Will Greer, if Will Greer was in there right now, I think it's a completely different story. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. what Kyle Allen is is getting right now is invaluable experience on what he learned against the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> is a lot. Yeah. And it's what Ron Rivera said. It, it's teaching tape. He learned a lot in that game. But what also I, I, what I learned being on the sidelines and seeing Cam back on the sidelines for the first time in a month was that's he's the juice of the team. He's the one that's going to bring that energy. So when you look around, you know, I, I'm thinking of what the Bengals this week of saying, all right, Andy, you're out of there and we're putting in, I don't even know his name. So we're Zach putting Taylor. you in. <laughs> head coach. He, oh, he the coach. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's I got to do some Google. That's the coach. But you know, we're gonna put this quarterback. You're looking for this like injection of just intensity, excitement around a team that is struggling or someone that is struggling. I think that's what Cam Newton. Cam Newton does that anyways. But that's what he's going to do. He's going to have this backup quarterback effect on this team. And I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's, you know, they need to lose in order for that to happen. That happened. The San Francisco 49ers game honestly set Cam up perfectly to return to this team yep. and to have it be his team. Do you want – is he want this team to lose? Does anyone want this team to lose? Absolutely not. But when you look at the situation of everyone was asking, is this Kyle's team? Is this Cam's team? Is this, you know, No, it's Cam's team. When he comes back – Everyone's going to welcome him back with open arms. What Kyle is allowing Cam to do, and he's doing this a good job as being a backup to a backup undrafted quarterback at one time, is he's allowing your starter to have time. Yeah. He's he's doing his job, and that's kind of what you're saying. Like, he's done a great job doing what he's doing, but the debate of, you know, I don't think there's that much of a debate anymore unless no. there's something else going on internally that no one else sees. I don't know, you know, I don't know when Cam will come back, but when he comes back, it's Cam's team. I, I completely agree with you. I think that if you, I love this is my favorite game to play. It's a hypothetical game. Uh, second favorite game behind flip flopping within one <laughs> sentence. But hypothetical game. If I tell you, Cam Newton is going to miss the first seven of the first nine games of the season, and the Panthers are five and four when he comes back. How do you feel? You feel pretty good, right? You feel like, okay, well, you know, hey, who, whoever the backup uh, was, whether it was Kyle Allen or Will Greer or Taylor Heineke or whoever it may have been in this hypothetical scenario, they held the fort down. Like, I'm now you have a chance to come back and, and push this team and be a team that is hot going into the playoffs. Because let's face it, we saw what happened last year. They started super hot. They obviously they went in the shitter. That's one of two curses we can use. And... Ding. Uh, yeah, that's it. Ding it. Play the music. Um, What's the other? Sound effects. <laughs> huh? Huh? Whatever you want. We only have two curses that we can use, according to the FAA, until we get an explicit rating on okay. iTunes. I made that up uh, like a year ago, and we've been sticking to it. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Isn't the FAA control airports? I'm not 100%. I'm not a doctor. The FAA. Um, I, <laughs> that's good. Uh it's I, I, I got nothing. I, I was going to try and... So, I like, derailed the con. No, it's totally da, fine. Da, 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 I was da, da, going to... Da, da. You're just one of four that will do it, <laughs> so it'll be fine. I just think that they they are now... They have a chance, and the idea that we should be disappointed in Kyle Allen for going four and one as a starter, maybe five and two, theoretically, if he starts two more games, I, I just feel like that's all you can ask from your backup. I, I'm just... I'm done with the notion 
that guys can just come in this league and play play quarterback. Like it just doesn't happen. And yeah, okay, you can find the examples with the special guys, but particularly we're talking about like like um, Caroline mentioned with the the route that Kyle came. Look at Teddy Bridgewater and look at Gardner Minshew. Teddy Bridgewater. They're now saying, by the way, that one of the things that they did was they kept they kept reps off of Breeze's shoulder, which was impactful last season. Which is something that we've been saying might help Cam this year as well, because it did seem like his, you know, whether it was that just that hit from T.J. Watt or whether it was just the, the the length of the season, it did seem like his shoulder, you know, got worse over the course of the season. And I do worry that we still haven't seen good, we haven't seen real Cam yet. You know, we haven't seen him throwing deep. Like that's the thing is like Kyle Allen replacing Cam Newton sound Kyle, sounded Kyle, like you got Kyle, real close Kyle, to the microphone Kyle on that Allen. one. Real close, Kyle Allen. Replacing Cam Newton is, is ludicrous, except for if you only consider 2019 Cam and what we've seen out of him. And, and, and he is going to have to do a better job of connecting with his guys, and hopefully this time has, has given him that opportunity. I do think that this is a scenario, like you mentioned, that this could this could work in their favor, particularly if we think the shoulder, you know, who knows how long um, it has. But it takes time for these guys. Look at Jacoby Brissett in, in, in Indy. Does anybody think that Jacoby Brissett came in as a rookie? Even if he was in New England still, that he would be having the same success? No, it takes time. This position takes time. And the league needs to figure this out because the league is costing itself good quarterbacks because they won't keep these guys around. Kyle Allen, if you told me in Kyle, three years Kyle Allen takes over for Cam, you go, okay, well, let, let's see what he's got. You know, five years in, he's probably got it pretty well figured out. He's had some, he's had some reps. He's got some experience. Let's see where we could go from there. And, you know, But this idea that guys are going to come in and start five games, and we said it, they did not – trail they did not trail with Colin at the helm and all of a sudden they trailed and it wasn't the same it wasn't the same um you can say the same for Jimmy G too let's see if when they have a game where they get behind but uh, this takes time and I think the NFL needs to get to a point where they recognize this and and are really doing a better job of keeping these guys because it seems like the guys like Kyle that are getting these second and third years and getting these opportunities because they play well in a game here or whatever that these guys are, you know, a roadmap to success. But too often these guys are getting cut off year one, year two. So I, I think that this is – I really like what we've got in Kyle, and, and I, I want him to have a place on this roster going forward. But I want to see Cam Newton be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers for the foreseeable future for sure. Here's a hot take for you. Uh-oh. I oh think, I think the rookie contract only makes sense for quarterbacks. The four-year – you know, you're going to be locked into this salary for four years only makes sense for quarterbacks. You're asking running backs, left tackles, you know, the money makers, the defensive ends, you're asking them to immediately come in and make an impact while making league minimum. Yeah, you're going to get paid your signing bonus, and that's where they're making up for it. But you're asking them to make league minimum with no move on their contract for four years. And you're asking the same thing of a backup quarterback who's not going to play, not going to touch the field. I think that's where, you know, you're talking about the NFL figuring it out. I don't know how it gets figured out because this rookie contract thing is, you know, you're locked in for this amount of years. You can sometimes pick up an option, and then you're locked in for five. I mean, there's there's a lot of this. I just think you're right in the fact that now the question comes for the Carolina Panthers, who's your backup quarterback? Because you've invested in a guy with a top 100 pick to come in at the third round and who people are saying, oh, okay, well, he's our, he might be the quarterback of the future here. Well, now Kyle Allen has done his job of sticking around. 
and oh, I can win some games for you. So when Cam comes back, and as Cam is aging, and he, you know, maybe he's Tom Brady and plays until he's what, ooh, forty? I don't know. That's <laughs> another one. <laughs> but when you know when that comes on, then it's like, well, who's your backup? And I love. I hate Twitter, but I love Twitter for the fact that it does bring up these conversations of like, well, then who's going to be the backup? I don't know, dude. We're still trying to figure out when Cam's coming back. That's like weeks down the road. But it is that quality question of, okay, well, you have to look at the contract of Kyle Allen, knowing that in two years you're going to have to repay him. So do you, do you lean on him as your backup and end up having to pay your backup a lot of money? But then if you look at what did happen, and you brought up Jacoby Brissett, I watched him play in 2017 for a whole, a whole season on a rookie contract. And he's out there putting his body on the line on a rookie contract. Andrew like retires, he gets paid, everything's fine. But if that didn't happen, like that's where the 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 quarterback just like contract is so interesting to me because they're not asked to be the man until they're the man. Like there is no yeah, you like go from clipboard. you're not like hey you're gonna go like just play a little bit and like shadow this guy and like figure it out. I was like hey uh, we need you to win this game now. Yeah. It's on, it's on your. We're gonna go get you some reps up thirty, you know, in, in the nickel situation. No, no, it's not of that. But it's, I, w- I think, yeah. I think you are right with the Panthers potentially being in a beautiful situation at quarterback, and it's the same thing that when I was with the Indianapolis Colts, we were saying about them when Jacoby Brissett was playing. If Andrew Luck comes back, they're in a beautiful. I and mean, we were talking about trading Jacoby Brissett. We, you know, we were kind of sitting there like, ooh, who are we gonna trade for? You're like, man, we could get somebody because he's playing his butt off, and then you know it ends up happening. We know what happens, but. It's just – it is a fascinating deal that the Carolina Panthers could be working with when when and if Cam Newton comes back and is Cam Newton of 2015 or whatever we want to talk about. And then you have two very good, high potential – you at least know the potential of one of them, you know, at your backup position. And then you're dealing – like, you're not, do you carry three? That's a lot to carry, especially when you know what one of them has. We have other things to talk about on this podcast, no, but that's it. Like, I think that's an interesting. No, we don't. That's <laughs> an interesting thing to come up with is what is what's next for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback. And I'm talk, I'm not talking about like next week. I'm talking about like in these next couple of years when you have a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball that are in big contract years. You're gonna have to start paying guys. So what do you do with your backup quarterback? That was one of the questions that we had in the in the press box was when you got to the fourth quarter, you're down by 35, you're pulling out everybody. Trey Turner's going in. It's all part of the plan. Uh, why not? Why not throw Will Greer out there? What if Will Greer had gone in for one drive, is seven of eight for a touchdown, and that's the only action he sees all year? Because you don't want, a, you don't want a three-headed well, controversy. You didn't want. The, <laughs> yeah. You don't want the three heads. Right, but what if he's not? And I think that's what that was. Why put him out there? You have a you have a Cam Newton who traveled. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big thing too. We heard Ron Rivera say with the London game, these guys that are going to travel to London are close to playing. Right. So I'm taking that everywhere. Sorry if you didn't mean it that way. But if if they're going, we don't take Cam- Ron Rivera stuff out of context. No. Here. So so with Cam standing on the sidelines for four hours. Okay, my feet hurt after four hours on the sidelines. I don't wear the best shoes, but he had some really nice Under Armour shoes on. I'm sure they look very comfortable. But he, him standing on the sidelines is a big indicator of, okay, he's getting close. Mm-hmm. I think that is why Kyle Allen stayed out there. He's a young quarterback. He's still very young. He's still having to get these reps in. There, I don't think there was a difference between throwing Will Greer out there and Kyle Allen when your quarterback, your quarterback, your QB1, is That's on my the quarterback. sidelines. But don't you want to <laughs> – don't you want to make like an informed decision when you come to next year? Because I mean, we've seen Will Greer in practice, we've seen him in training camp, and I mean, I, I'm, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I haven't really been impressed with what I've seen in, in training camp and in practice. All that is completely different because last year I wasn't impressed with what I saw from Kyle That's Allen in training camp say. and in practice. Yeah. But when he got in a game under the lights, it was like, 
oh boy, this guy can play quarterback. And I remember right before when when he was going into the Arizona game, I said that was like my favorite line was, is he more of the guy that didn't work for eight weeks or the guy that we saw in New Orleans? Because those one of those two guys is a is an NFL backup quarterback, and it turns out he's a lot more of that than he is of the other one. And you can see a lot more when they have their chance and they're in a real game. And I kind of wanted to see Will get a little bit of experience. And I totally, I get, I get it. It's not, it's hypothetical upon hypothetical, but you're right. When we get to next season, they're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to carry three quarterbacks for the next, for another season or not? Or are you going to make some moves? Yeah. You have to view the third round pick as a sunk cost. Like that cannot be the reason to keep it. The roster positions are just too, too valuable and and i don't need to to be honest with you i don't see the need to develop two quarterbacks i'm content with kyle allen like that's the answer to me yeah is kyle allen like it's not so much i'm anti-greer is we only got so much time we only got so many guys around here and kyle allen's gonna be the backup quarterback so to me like that's that like i wouldn't be focused on hey let's make sure we got a greer package when we're going to, to san francisco and i'm not saying that that's no, no of course but, but like even like that kind of planning for that like loser's mindset of well if we're in the fourth quarter and we're down 35 should we have some plays <laughs> up for 35 will, for will to run up 35 well i think too another scenario we we've listed a lot of them but another scenario that i thought about is you did draft a quarterback and you did think to yourself i like what we see in this guy in game okay yep. it's college but it's different you like what you see in game they still like him in training camp they, they said positive things about him he wasn't great in the preseason but neither was kyle allen nope okay uh, it was a very you know whatever preseason is what it is could you deal kyle allen and get something for him Ooh, I th- now we're talking i think you could deal kyle allen to a team that needs a backup quarterback oh. more yes <laughs> that needs a backup quarterback more than you do. I don't think – I think what the Carolina Panthers in this beautiful situation that we're talking about that they could be walking themselves into is you do have three very capable quarterbacks on your roster and you drafted one of them. Listen, I was a walk-on at one point in my college career. My leash was very short. But the, you know, girl that had a full scholarship, she could do whatever she wanted. That's what – that's the reality of the situation. Will Greer is going to have a longer leash on him than Kyle Allen had. And Kyle Allen now has a longer leash on him, but then he had. He's going to have the time to develop, to do all these things that they want him to do. They just need to see a, a glimpse of it in practice. They don't need to see a full practice where he's, like, phenomenal. They like what they see in the games. That's what Kyle Allen was doing in training camp. Kyle Allen was – he did separate himself. But the game is also very fast for Will Greer right now, and I think next year what we could be talking about is if Cam Newton is healthy and he's himself and he's out there and he's doing it, Let's just remember that you could deal Kyle Allen, and that's what you're you're putting a lot of tape out there on him of like, hey, here's the things like very clear cut. Here's who you're getting, and that's what a lot of teams would. I think they would welcome that. So you're not sitting there like calling up Fitzpatrick for like the hundredth year to be like, hey, will you move you and your like entire entourage out here to wherever? No, it's it's Kyle Allen and his you know girlfriend moving out there. Like that's what it is instead of this Fitzpatrick. Patrick magic thing but if you're going to invest in Greer though you have to me you have to view him as and still view him as more than a backup like I, there's just not enough time in the week to be grooming multiple backups to be backups if that makes sense well but, I think but I'll I think go ahead and I'll say uh, can I just say the elephant kind of in the room is that 
we are assuming there will be three quarterbacks that should be on the roster next year. And I think in the next six weeks, we may be seeing one quarterback that may not be on the roster next week, next year. I'm saying if Cam Newton no. comes back and looks crappy, I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. We've, no, so we've talked it's about it a million it's times. An, it's an interesting debacle that they're in because a lot of times, so with me being an indie for three years, a lot of people draw the comparisons when sure. Cam when Cam is injured. They're like, oh my gosh, like did you see something in Andrew Luck that was like, oh, he was going to retire? No. Like the, the dude loved football. He was there all the time. He was doing everything he needed to get back. But when enough is enough, it's enough. Yeah. And these guys are paid enough now when you get into your second and third contract to where you can walk away and you can be fine with what you have. And I think that's the beauty of what can happen to a quarterback. I'm very happy that Andrew Luck walked away. I'm happy that that was the decision that he made. But there's no way to predict that's going to happen. But it is a possibility. And it's going to happen more. It's going to happen more. It is. That, that's the thing. Once one person does it, you're like, oh. Oh, I can not. Away? Wait, wait, hang on. Caroline, do you have an Andrew Luck impression? <laughs> no. I oh. Don't. oh I honestly, sounds like she's editing herself for the podcast. That's no, totally fine. I honestly, Get her another champagne. We'll see what happens in the second let's half. pop another bottle. I don't have a good one because here's the thing. My Andrew Luck story, though, if we can sidebar for a minute. Does it involve a book club? We don't like to sidebar this on this podcast. This doesn't seem like a podcast that likes to get off the rails. But So Andrew Luck, when I first got there, we we didn't really see eye to eye. We didn't really, you know, I don't like know. he's taller? Oh, boy, there's <laughs> yeah. that dad joke that I held ah, back on. We didn't. It was just difficult, and it wasn't anything that Andrew was doing. Andrew's just extremely intelligent in every facet of life. So if I was not prepared, I was, this was my very first job out of college. I didn't know how to be prepared for an interview. I thought I was prepared, but then you go into it and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, I'm going to learn from this. Yes. You know? so what do you, you like learn. about gummy bears? Yeah. So <laughs> my fourth question is, do you like gummy bears? But it, it took me, he made me better. And that sounds so cliche. And that's what all of his teammates say is he makes, he makes you better. He did. He made me better. And then there was one interview in particular that I challenged him on something that he said I was right. And from then po- that point on. Him and I were, he was great. He was, I mean, said hello to me when I left. He gave me a hug. Him and his wife now, you know, gave me a gift for Christmas. Like, we were we were good. But it took me kind of like, no. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. And I just looked at that as that's how he treats the roster. So when I look at Cam Newton, like, he has that same effect. He has that, like, Cam and I, I've been here for six months. I've never interviewed him. I've never, you know, I've asked. And, you know, he's like, ah, you know. Not because I'm, I haven't gained his respect. That's what he demands of his teammates. I'm not offended by it. I'm not mad about it. He's like, no, no, no. Like, there's a standard to play with me. There's a standard to do things. And you've got to meet that standard before we get into this. And I'm like, I respect it. I'm just like, yeah, that's good. You can't drop your pin and, like, break your pin when you're doing it. Get it together over there. Not, not in the middle of this. God. I mean, that was, like, Pulitzer Prize winning – I'm telling podcasting. I'm telling and just Colin is going to go drop his pen in the middle of, of it, and it's like can't even handle a mini bottle if of champagne. If Andrew Luck was in here, he'd be like, "Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even get a word out. Yeah, he didn't even just drop it in into pieces. <laughs> wow, I think that is the 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 difference though in these quarterbacks. Like that's the difference between a Cam Newton and a Kyle Allen. That's it. That that was the difference. Between, you know, Jacoby Rousset was the same way. When I interviewed him, he could have buried me on live television because I asked him a question about, you know, this time last year on the roster, he wasn't on the roster. Mm. I was just off by, like, a week. And and I asked him that, and he could have buried me on live television. He didn't. 
thank you. But afterwards, I thanked him. I said, hey, thank you for that. He said, hey, no worry. Like, timelines are, you know. And, and I, but he knew it. Like, he immediately, you know, boom. Yeah, of course. I wasn't, you know, he knows his time, you know. But I just think that's the difference between when you're talking about these quarterbacks that are at a very high level. That's the difference. And, and I think that's where you see, like, all right, we've got, we've got something here in Kyle Allen where he has this attitude about him that he's able to go out and spark an offense and, and get four wins, 49ers, whatever. But he, he's able to do that. But I think, I think we're walking into a little bit of a much bigger conversation about quarterbacks with this Carolina Panthers team. I think you invested a third-round pick into a, into a backup quarterback, and if that backup quarterback ends up being Kyle Allen, then you still invested the, th- yep. the same third-round pick. Yep. Just like you're paying somebody $6 million to be a left tackle, and if it happens to be Dennis Daly, yep. then that's fine. That's you're still paying that $6 work. million. Dollars. The contracts work. So it, it's not that big of a deal if Daryl Williams is on the bench – if you're paying Dennis Daly nothing, if you have to cut ties with Will Greer or move on from Will Greer, you didn't pay anything for Kyle Allen. So, Well done, by the way. Full circle, full, baby. Full circle. I go to bed early. I was about to say, and an hour and a half away from his bedtime. <laughs> there we go. Let's take a break when we come back. I guess we'll go back to defense, right? We kind of went all over the place for a second. That's we right. jumped out. On this week's episode of the Roaring Riot podcast, we discussed the 49ers game where all the wheels fell off the bus, the bus crashed into a wall, and caught fire. The Kyle Allen-Cam Newton controversy appears to be over, and our awards, well, they get interesting. The Flaming Thumbtacks of Tennessee are up next as the Roaring Riot celebrates our homecoming weekend. There is much more, so please join us on the Roaring Riot podcast Part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Let's talk about. You are immediately laughing at me. I don't know why. I don't know why. Thank you. Let's talk about. Oh, no. No, 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 Different podcast. Different podcast. The second bottle of champagne comes out. That Frexinet is going right to your head. Frexinet. Put that pin down. Now it's Frex and Ed. Yeah, Frex and Ed. It's like two dudes that make champagne, right? Don't they have a bar in Ideal Way? In the- it yeah. sounds like a cartoon on Nickelodeon. Frex and Ed. It's like Jimmy yeah. John's. Yeah, exactly. Bars, you know? I got my Frex and Ed champagne and my Jimmy John's sandwiches. Jimmy John's? I like the Turkey Tom. <laughs> the what? Beach Club. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm actually a big Italian nightclub guy. Really? On wheat. Oh, boy. Mm, oh, boy. It's, does it yeah. stick to your teeth? <laughs> it sure does. Right up in that roof. Roof. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki's every time gone. we look to Nikki to talk, she's just laughing at something. It's like as soon as it goes <laughs> off the rail, she's like, I'm not even bringing this back on. You boys are on your own. Yep. That's the end of the show. Thank you all for listening. Mm. What are you doing? I'm, I don't know. I'm messing around with this bottle. <laughs> he this goes to bed that. at 8.30 and we've given him two mini bottles of champagne at 7. You're He's lucky confused. I'm still awake. You're going you're gonna to sleep well. You're going to bed at 7 tonight. Yep. Alright. Let's focus. Ready? Let's go back to the San Francisco game. Uh, <laughs> we have to. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, it's painful. But the defense in this game, specifically the run game, what is going on here with this defense? I actually think. Wow. Big, wow. Big before yeah. he, okay, let me set this up for everyone. Because I'm about to say something that we don't he say very often. He was sitting on his phone, not paying attention. All of a sudden, he gets teed up to say something that we are all excited to hear. And he goes, 
went from British to Southern real fast, if you know what I'm saying. That means you get it. I think I... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're talking, when you fall from the microphone, love, you talk like this, and then you get a little bit of your accent goes away, but then as That's you get so closer, okay. you get a little bit closer. Uh, I think, y'all, I really do believe, deep down in my heart, my close enough, uh, Luke had a bad game. In the sense that I think Luke got worked by Kyle Shanahan, former offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, knew their tendencies, knew what Luke was going to be looking for, and took advantage time and again. It doesn't happen often. That's why the big inhale, because it's not too often we come on here and talk about Luke. But I actually think Luke, I think Luke got bested on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's wrong. I think it got hidden a little bit by the interception. Um, I think he was one of many guys that got bested by a lot of that offense. And I, I think it's much like the, much like the problem with the offensive line on Sunday was the defensive line. The problem with the defense was Kyle Shanahan and those miss. I mean, I know I realize I'm not an NFL football player. Shocker. You're not. Huh? It's weird. Oh, you guys really we rushed on that. Both of you Man, rushed we to make that, that joke. Um, thanks for that. I moved similarly when I was getting ready to talk about Luke, just if you wanted <laughs> yeah. some context. Uh, Same speed to the microphone. And I got fooled I got fooled by a lot of the misdirection. Like just watching it from the press box, I was like, what's happening? like where where is the ball? And then all of a sudden uh <laughs> look, look, yeah, forty yards downfield. That's where the ball was. But um my issue is less about what happened on Sunday and more of the overarching issue that they're having with good running backs. It happened happened in uh, when they played Los Angeles in the home opener. Uh, it happened against the Jacksonville Jaguars when they had to face Leonard Fournette. And I am worried that when you when you have to take on a good running game that they're going to struggle. And I wonder how much of that has to do with K1 Short not being up front, whether it's three defensive linemen out there instead of four. Lot lot of lot of questions about why but it's happening, and it's not just – you can't just say, well, it was outside zone. They were playing behind the ball. I get it. They got reached. It's, it's fine. Like, But you can't just – I'm not sure when it becomes – when it transforms from just one or two bad games into a habit that is going to get picked up by the rest of the NFL. I, I, you're right about everybody getting fooled. It wasn't just Luke. But I think there are guys on this defense that probably do rely on Luke to be right and go – hey, I know the guy that's got all the answers. He's in the middle of my, my defensive formation. I'm going to listen to him. And so it, it, it trickles down from him, just just like we discussed last week with, with Ruck, that you know he Keekley runs everything on the defense. So he is on a different level. So when he's getting fooled, everybody else out there is getting fooled because he's the one that's out there making the calls. And I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not dinging Luke on this one. I think Kyle Shanahan. You're dinging Luke. No, I, I get think, it. I Colin Hodder goes Luke? on record as saying Luke Keekley you hate him? should be benched for David Mayo slash look, AJ Klein. You know, it, it's simple. You don't take running backs and you don't take middle linebackers in the top 10 in the NFL draft if you ever want your team to amount to anything. How many times do I have to say this? Kyle Allen is undrafted. <laughs> Tom Brady went in the sixth. What are we doing? I don't know what, what who this guy is, but. Oh, uh, uh, we appreciate Southern Jerry Seinfeld for stopping by just ever so briefly, though. What's the deal with Fanta? Tab, y'all still have this down here? Why put an X in the name of Frexinet if you're not going to pronunciate it the correct way? Oh, my God. 
Now jump in with your Panthers com- comments. Now. Honestly, <laughs> no, see, this is what you have to here's do. My thing. Cut off the nonsense. Yeah. So here's my thing. I just cut off your nonsense. Yeah, that was nice, man. That silence worked. You, you know what really helped was was good. was calling it out afterwards. Yeah, so then we go nice. back. That was nice. So my thing with this defense, we, we were talking a little bit about it today. This run defense has always been a problem. This has always been, you know, we're talking about when you go look at the stat line. It's not like this defense is a, is holding teams to like a a really great yardage. You know, no, they're allowing a lot of yards. And, and, and they're allowing some deep balls down the field or it's going to be in this rush game. They're pretty good in the intermediate. What's, but what San Francisco did was run, so then you have to pay attention to that, and then they're going to throw the intermediate to George Kittle when it's the most effective. You're right. Kyle Shanahan knew I, – I, I'm with you. I think he knew the tendencies of what Luke Kuechly was going to do and that people listen to Luke Kuechly. So he's going to take advantage of that. But I think what what the 49ers did is what other teams have tried to do. They just can't execute as well because the 49ers are – can I say – can I say um, like, you, like you what a – like second curse? What, what a beaver builds? Yes. Yeah. They're fine. damn good. Oh, so I think – I thought. Like <laughs> – did what, not know where that was going. What for a else second. do okay. beavers build? No, no, yeah. uh, go on. Nikki's gross. <laughs> Dams. So I, I think the the, I the was San Francisco. Just, thank you. I'm, I'm a dad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers offense is damn good. So they were able to take this game plan and execute it well. What this defense for the Carolina Panthers is built to do is get after the quarterback. They're built to be very fast, very just reactive, and just go get the quarterback. They're not meant to sit back and wait to see what happens and then react. They are very much like, go, we're going we're gonna to do our thing. And what the 49ers did a great job of doing is say, yeah, we don't really care about your thing. We're going to do our thing, and the reason we're going to do it is because we can execute it and do it well. The thing when I look ahead to this Tennessee Titans game, the Titans can't do that. No, sorry. <laughs> they can't. So, uh, you know, we were talking like, okay, other teams are going to look at this tape and they're going to say, that's how you beat the just socks off of the Carolina Panthers. Not every team is the San Francisco 49ers. I also think that, you know, this is teaching tape, and I, I, I love that. That was such good coaches speak. It was so good. That is teaching tape that they're going to learn from it. And, you know, if they do meet in the playoffs, you, you handle it then. But this, this uh, problem of rush defense – We've heard words like fundamental. We've heard things like, we have to handle this. This is something we have to do. Do it. Like, that's the part that I get a little bit confused by. I'm like, you have all these guys that are so good at – they're good at getting after the quarterback. They can have their explosive plays. But you're talking about gap defense. And what the 49ers did was they played this zone read that actually – can we break that down for a second? Yeah. Let's break down zone read for break everyone. Break it down. <laughs> everyone that is out there because Brought I think – Brought to you by Frexinet. Frexinet. Because Breaking I, I think – Breaking down your inhibitions <laughs> since 1928. Because <laughs> I think this is what people – when you know they hear the hot words of like, what is the zone run? What the 49ers did is they're going to swing a running back. They're actually going to take their fullback, first of all. They're going to misdirect where they're going to go. Then they're going to open up their running back to choose a gap. So that's what the zone gap is. Think of it like zone in, in basketball defense. It's like the – I don't even know. I haven't covered 
baseball or baseball. Ooh, not even getting the sport Basketball. right. That's how you know you haven't covered in it in a so while. so long. I stopped playing in high school. But it's like, you know, a 2-3, two, three, a 2-3 two, zone. You're just going to cover an area. So what this running back is allowed now to do on offense is pick the zone that they would like to go and pick the gap that they're going to run in. That's not what the Carolina Panthers defense is built for. They are built to cover, you know, that gap, but they're also built to get after whoever has the ball. That means that sometimes you're going to run on instinct, not fundamentals, and you're going to abandon your gap. That's what we've seen week in and week out, and it's worked for them because they've been able to get after a quarterback or stop someone or make sure. a tackle for a loss or, or get an interception. And so you're starting to see that. What the 49ers did is said, no, no, no. We're going to expose the fact that you will leave your gap, and then we're just going to run up your gap and, tell, you know, see ya, smell you later. That's what happened to this rush defense, and I think it was a humbling experience. Bruce Irvin used that. It's a humbling experience. That Now you go back and say, this is why you can't leave your gaps. This is why, granted, you may be athletic as all get out to be able to get after the quarterback, but if you leave your gaps, you're going to get beaten. I think when you look at the Tennessee Titans – we don't even know who their quarterback is. We do. We're kidding. But we don't even know who that guy is. But we knew we know who some of the running backs are. And I think that's that's a point. They're going to try to attack it. They're not going to be able to attack it as well. But that's what that zone run does. And so, you know, I, I just always hear, like, like zone, zone run and zone read. It's like, what is that? That's what it is. It's you're allowing your running backs and you're putting a lot of trust in them to find these gaps. And you're allowing them to have, like, half the field to do that. And I just think that's, like, man – Hats off to Kyle Shanahan because that's what it takes to beat this Panthers team. They got to figure it out, and thank goodness they're doing it at the halfway point. But at the same time, are they are they going to figure it out? Because you still do have veteran guys on the front line that are playing out of position, are playing different positions, and then on the second level, you've got young guys, particularly around the edges. Uh, it, it's an it's an awkward combination because the vets are still new, and then the rookies are still new. So does it, or the, the young guys are still new? So does it come together? You certainly you certainly hope it does. But this has been a problem, not just this year for this Panthers team. It's been a Panther, It's been a problem for a long time. I will never forget sitting there watching the game um, against the Steelers, where it felt like they had 380 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Don't and, talk and, and, about that game. In, in Bank of America Stadium, I know. Spent way too much money on those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, especially. Sorry to cut you off, but la- especially down the stretch last year, they couldn't they couldn't stop anybody. It was 155, 194, 184. That's how they finished out the seasons in rush yards allowed. And uh, I, I, I just want to point out though that we're talking about the best team in the NFC. I think. Mm-hmm. The be- I'm and, with you. And what do they do? They run the ball. Now I, I'm sorry. I I thought I'd been. Been, been pummeled for the last several years. Tell me how running was was archaic. And, Run the and ball no, in defense. No, nobody, nobody runs the ball. Just, just stooge coaches run the ball now. Those are the only people that run the ball now. Everybody should be passing. It's way more efficient now. It's, it's what it's what all the analytics guys want to tell you, right? The best teams in the NFL take the ball and run it straight down these fast defenses' throats. That's what they're doing right now. Run Speed, the damn ball. Run. The, don't complicate it. Run the damn ball. But they did complicate it. I think that's the thing with the San Francisco 49ers. They did complicate it. It was not this simple. We're just going to pass this off. It's not like it's a rainy game. No, they were using misdirection all over the damn place to complicate the running game. But I think that is where in this new style of the NFL, you have to do that. Yeah, you're not going to be able to – there is no fullback. There is no – you know, Alex Arma is one in a million, you know, and that, like, like, that used to be in the league. It's not that way anymore. And I think you saw two teams that used a fullback – but in that game, it was the way that the fullback was used that was just – because 
Like, let's be honest. If 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 Christian McCaffrey and Alex Armour are out there, Alex Armour who? Like, no one's paying attention right. to who he is. It's all Christian McCaffrey. The 49ers, call it a luxury or not, they, they didn't have that to worry about. They knew that they had three running backs, went down to two running backs that they knew they could rely on to, for that misdirection. I'm with you, though. Yeah. I love a good run game. I'm like, dude, just, it, it is and so it good. And it is beautiful. Games. It is yeah. beautiful to watch. But I, I still think in this new age of NFL, it is not the simply run the damn ball. It's it's run the damn ball, but, but make it look pretty. Well, yeah, you, have to, you have to do it intelligently. But I look at like look south to Atlanta and how I feel like this defense has just imploded as they tried to put nine speed guys on the field because, hey, if we've got speed everywhere, we can get everywhere. And then How's that, that work? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. How's Dan Quinn not fired yet. Uh, like I'm sorry. I don't. We don't. We don't do a ton because, of hot takes on this well, show. But like that guy's got to go. I'm maybe. Sorry. Maybe Dan Quinn hosts the best Halloween party in Atlanta. Mm. Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank's like, listen, we got to keep him through the party after the party. One more Kick week. Rocks. We got to get those. <laughs> Since we're taking hot takes, my favorite. Um, it's not really a hot take, but my favorite head coaching like uh, quote from the week. I'm gonna say it and see if you guys can guess who said it. Coaches get fired. Players get fired. Why aren't refs held accountable? Oh, I believe he also threw in GMs. Coaches get fired. GMs get fired. Players get fined. Why are not? Why are refs not held accountable? I'm trying to think what was the worst officiated game this weekend. Uh, they're all pretty bad. Was <laughs> it Adam Gase? No, we have played this team. Oh. We have played this team. Let's see. McVay's too smart to say that. Man, I got nothing. Also, this I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> Josh fell asleep actually during. Well, it's that. because it, the, the the answer to the question is because we we decided that it wasn't okay to have successful businessmen as officials that we needed to just have full time employees that we hired at 22 that will that will cower, uh, you know, at every coach and every uh, franchise player that they want to make sure they keep their job. It's and the it's, head coach it's, of the people. It's Bruce Arians. Oh, oh. that was a great point. Honestly, he said it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm but on board." But he's, but that's, but he's defensive, Bruce, at this point, right? Because he was, he was the one that tried to defend back in the the kick, his kicker up five yards, right, earlier this season. Yeah, like he's just, he's just. I meant to just, do that. Man, there have been so many bad, weird, terrible decisions with where you kick your field goals from. Like there, were obviously, the Bears one this week. Like mm-hmm. it's just, like, what are you doing? Like literally, I get like it's such a like a cookie cutter analysis of like, well, if somebody played Madden, they wouldn't do that. But if somebody played Madden, they wouldn't do that. Like that is freaking ridiculous. And I'll just take a knee. There's 40 seconds left. We'll let our guy that hasn't made a field goal all freaking year kick a 41 yarder. Oh, he didn't make it. Oh, I'm so surprised. Get the f out of here. And I know that Freddie Kitchens gets a lot of crap for, like, what's happening right now in Cleveland and some coaching decisions, but he's the first one, especially after that, was it, week two? And he came out and he was like, it was me. Like, he just full blank just, like, took on responsibility for any of it. I I like a man that comes out and is like, nope. My fault. Well, that's what you're you the should one that do. likes Freddie Kitchens. Then that's what you should do. Yeah, <laughs> I that's didn't a good say point. that I liked him. I like that the man comes out and he just accepts responsibility. Well, unlike says, Gase. I made a mistake. Yeah, no, that's what you should do as a coach, though. When you get beat in all phases of the game, and it, credit to Ron Rivera, that's exactly what he did. Was he came out and he said, "This is all my fault." <laughs> And whether <laughs> what, I'm just saying, all right, all right, guys, how are we gonna spin this 38 points real quick? Yeah, we gonna, <laughs> let's get LeBron's PR team over here yeah, work exactly. on this one. Uh, it's gotta go. Most of this has gotta go on Polardi, right? No, <laughs> no. All right, all right. I guess I'll take the blame for it. So a couple weeks ago, 
we had this kind of weird show where we did the award season and all of a sudden it went from Ron in the hot seat to could Ron win coach of the year? And now we're going to go back to a possible hot seat again. It's just, it's, it's the NFL is such a, every game is a referendum on everything. So Kyle Allen is either the best quarterback of all time, or uh, he doesn't deserve to be out there in the NFL or, except if you're Christian McCaffrey, when all you do is put up 150 yards and score two touchdowns, like that's all you do in every single game. There's no referendum. So it's like when you lose by 40 to one of the best hits of the class, the NFC, you're going to go on that hot seat. For me, I think this was a make or break season. We talked about it before the season. We've been talking about it for five games. Now they won four games straight. So it kind of went away. I think it's like playoffs or bust for, for Ron Rivera. And I get that at a certain point, if you're David Tepper, you kind of have to take into account that Cam Newton missed however many games he will have missed this year. So I, I'm just – I don't know. It's like, is it just change for the sake of change or change because because Tepper is the new owner? Like, I don't know. You, or do you just assume that it's like the, the shelf life for an NFL coach, we're, we're about at the end? I just assumed a little bit of that, and I also assumed that you signed eight, nine guys to one-year deals because you wanted to win right now this year, and then you were going to see what happens, and now – that that I mean, you look at this defense, and like four of the four of the eleven starters are signed to twenty twenty. So it's like, if it's not this year, if not now, when? If I can quote the uh, the damn, I can't think of the book that you read during the the seder on Passover. Not if my I book. Can quote not the, my book. If I can quote the Jews, if not now, when? Maimonides what? said. I don't know why Nikki thought that was so funny. I'm just saying I couldn't help you out. Not my book. Not my book. There are going to be so many Jewish mothers out there that are listening to this that are like, Josh, come on. Why don't you remember? Because to me, the question becomes, is really about the next quarterback. Would you rather have Ron Rivera and Marty Herney picking your next quarterback, whether it's now, two years, whatever? Why are we going to pick? Maybe he's already on the roster. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Hit yourself to that wagon. Um, I think that's because in making McCaffrey the best that he can be, because I think no matter who you go and get, whatever whatever this looks like post camp, however long his shoulder holds up, however long, then you know McCaffrey's gonna be the best weapon you have on offense. How do you accentuate him? And I know that I was listening um, to oh I forget what his name is. Um, the Rosilla, it was, I was listening to the Rosilla podcast, but they were talking about how Christian McCaffrey's been very effective under center, whereas Cam takes all the snaps under, you know, out of shotgun. And I'm not saying get rid of Cam, but that's something that you should absolutely consider when looking at whoever's next. To me, that's the next that you know that's going to be important. I don't know who out there makes me feel better than Rivera as far as the head coach. That's yeah. still that's what I keep coming back to. Like, okay, fine. I'll move on. I'm not, you know, I've seen the good and the bad. Sure. But what's better? Like, who's better? I, I see a lot of these teams that are supposedly really smart teams that are making these hires, these offensive geniuses, and then six games in, they're like, should they fire them after just one year? Should they, they are bench clueless. Andy Dalton for the Zach Taylor experience. Yeah, bring in the, the player coach. Well, and then all your all your Lincoln Riley. Hagada, Hagada. Thank you. <laughs> Hagada. <laughs> All the Lincoln Riley love. It's not as got it, baby. Week. Oh, you weren't you weren't just mispronouncing my last Why name. Why is this <laughs> night different than all other nights? I read about that in the Hagada. 
Should we play a game? I'm Probably. Ready. You're ready for the game. The champagne's going right to my head. It's it's game time. All right. So the game is one of our favorites. Cam to K1. We're going to rank everything 1 to 99. Caroline, are you ready? Yeah, I'm back. Oh wait, you're you gotta, back. You got to bring you got to tell her the the key to the game. Oh, the key to Cam to K1 is you have to use a a Panthers player as your number. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. Oh gosh. Oh golly. So like in a if if you were to say Caroline, what size font do you like on your uh, on your on your computer screen? You would say K one short. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, thanks. That's an inside joke for people that are only in this room. Brandon Zilstra. <laughs> That's what size font I like. That can't be true. This is. I mean, we're literally at a. Hang on. Oh come on. No, it's at Brandon oh, Zilstra. Yeah, you're at Thank Brandon you. Zilstra, but you zoomed in the screen. To a number that doesn't The only exist. reason I'm doing that is because we're sharing a screen. You're at you... a full peppers on the Zoom. I was just... Oh, full peppers. She that went full nice. peppers. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Right? I was doing it because we were sharing. It's not my first time playing the game. You asshole. Can you bleep that <laughs> yeah. if you can't say nope, that? Nope, that was fine. <laughs> Second curse, it's out. So that's done. There we go. That was the third. No, well, damn doesn't count. I think we don't, we oh. don't think it... Well, if it's in the, ha- if it's in the Haggadah, that. then you can... <laughs> and according to the FAA, apparently they're involved. Yeah, that's correct. You just let them fly. Future... No, that's the FFA. Yeah. I was like, future farmers of America have something to say about this. All right, Cam to K1. Chances Panthers make the playoffs. Oh, I get it. Cam to K1. Though. Yeah. Because Cam's number one. I get it in K1's number one. Yeah, number 99. All right. But number one in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And in our programs. Um, I'll go first. Yes, you will. You love to go first. <laughs> it's true. I do. Um, I am going to, and I have an explanation. I'm going to give it a Ross Cockrell. That's a 47, and I'll tell you why. Um, they are... I don't feel like you are as kittens and rainbows as you were a year ago. A year ago? Well... Even oh yeah, a year ago I was very kittens and rainbows. Kittens and rainbows. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's why. They have a and I hate to do this, I hate to be schedule guy, but like they're scheduled down the stretch. We 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 talked about it all preseason and all off season about how the second half of the schedule is really hard, and now they're gonna go into it essentially five hundred and they're gonna have to go to New Orleans twice or play New Orleans <laughs> twice. They're gonna have to play Green Bay, Seattle, Indy. All these are hard games. So you essentially you have to win both games against Atlanta and the Redskins, and you probably have to win three of them because the rest of the NFC is shockingly good. We, Who Kirk Cousins is six and two. Like th- this you stuff need to is turn hard. yourself down. No, I don't think so. <laughs> we we just spent fifteen minutes talking about this rush defense and didn't even bring up the fact that in two weeks on the road in Lambeau. They are talking about how this is the first time that Aaron Rodgers has had his running back. Yeah. That's a scary, scary thing to think about. But a full Ross on playoff chances. Uh, The funny thing about that is that sounds very similar to their stretch in 2015, where everyone's like, I don't know what we're going to do through this stretch when we have the Colts and the Packers. It was the same. It was a lot of the same. Weren't they like 7-0 when they went into that stretch? Yes, but still, but you were, but going into that season, you're saying, if you could just go 2-2, two and two, you're doing the same thing that the, the Saints just did with Breeze and Bridgewater. If we can just go through that stretch, 2-2, two and two, and then ended up going 4-0 and oh through that stretch. So get Cam back, get some magic back. That said, I'm going with Pat Terrell, 40%. 
Uh, they, they, That's lower than me. I know. You were so positive. I know. That's crazy. I know. Because he just pulled a Josh Klein. He yeah. went all over no, that fence. No, I said that it reminds me of 2015. Unfortunately, I haven't seen a quarterback that looks anything like the guy that I saw in 2015 to this point in the season. That's the difference. The the uh, 40% because they're not. I don't think they're catching the Saints. They're gonna be. In, they're gonna be in the wild card hunt. It's tough man. And. Hard. And that's just, NFC, if they're in the AFC, I would be at uh, I'm, I would be welcome. closer to a Trey Turner. Welcome, welcome to hating the AFC. Thank you. <laughs> I would like to present you a Sam Mills. Mm. <laughs> Here's why. I think the teams that you're looking at that you're playing ahead, they're in a very similar position that the Panthers are in right now. You've got some quarterback questionable uh, are we calling Jacoby Brissett a backup anymore is you know Teddy Bridgewater and this Drew Brees some people are thinking that Drew Brees is coming back too quickly it's that hand some teams have outwardly said like yeah we're going for the hand like not to hurt him but you know that's going to be a pain point for him I think there is a shot that this this energy that you know Cam Newton they're still you know he's the guy if if and when he comes back he injects this energy back into this team I wouldn't be shocked if in November and December, that's when you need to play your best football. That's when this Carolina Panthers team is playing their best football. You're going to get some health back on the offensive line. Your defense is going to start getting, you know, I mean, Dante came back against the 49ers. He didn't look great, but that was his first game back. I don't know why they played him the way that they did in the first half, but then in the second half, he was out there starting. Do you get Mm -hmm. him back into a rhythm? I think they're messing with a recipe that really could bump them over the edge and get them into that 51% because you're getting some guys back, you're getting healthy, if Cam Newton comes back, all of these things. But it's also that 50-50 because you're also looking at the schedule that you mentioned that – Yep. Meh. It's tough. I like I like your optimism, though. Yeah. Thank you. Why not? The sunshine kittens and rainbows <laughs> yeah. of the sunshine room. Hi, my kittens. name is Caroline Cannon. I drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fair. How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all Cut doing? that part out. That'll be the that'll that's the ad. Uh, Cam to K one chances Bradbury is resigned. Uh, I think it's like, uh, I think it's a man hurts hive is on my side. Of course it is. I think you look at what they're what they want out of a cornerback and the fact that I think if Ross Cockrell was under contract for another year, we might be talking a different story. But he's not either. So I think this is not a guy that you let go. I think obviously it takes it. It's going to depend on the price, but for me, I, I think I think he is a priority. Not only a priority free agent, I think he's the priority free agent. I think James Bradbury is one of the reasons their pass rush has been so good. I was going to say Wesley Wall is good old eighty five, but that may even that, that that would be low on what I would expect them to want to bring him back. What decade are you living in? <laughs> all, all of them. Cool. Time is a flat circle. We're old. I like old. that. <laughs> no, I like uh, it. Go ahead. Um, because the, the question is, I worry that other teams covet him. That's that's the concern. That yeah, like, that's fair. Are you willing to go – I mean, are, are you talking – are you franchise tagging him? Like, would you go that level? Would you pay that – I mean, Could I, I remove that franchise tag? Hmm? Could I remove that franchise tag at any point? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Sorry, I was making a Josh Norman joke. Oh, didn't yeah. land. Oh yeah. I, I was gonna say there, there's, there's someone in uh, Washington that's wanting to trade. Yeah, allegedly. And, and his, well, he apparently playing, hasn't wanted to cover anyone for a while. Yeah, either. exactly. That's he's also problem. playing terrible. Yeah. <laughs> playing like me out there. Sorry, Josh, if you're listening, the, I know you are. He just wants to play with Kick It and Cam. See, yeah, I like to point out that I, I support Colin Jones way more than he supports Josh Norman, just because <laughs> Colin's got to stick together. I like Dennis Daly odds here. Here's why. Okay. They got a lot of names on defense. They got to resign. Yeah. Yep. They got. 
pretty much their entire defensive line that they have to re-sign. They're working with a cap space that I believe is about middle of the pack. I don't know if you can afford James Bradbury. The man is playing really, really good football. Sure. And when you look around the league at what cornerbacks are getting paid, you have to pay Jerry McCoy, Bruce Irvin. I mean, there's a lot of other ones. I have a yeah, list back in my office. I mean, Mario Addison. So I think those. I think Kyle, I, Kyle Love. Kyle. <laughs> Vernon Butler. Well, Addison. <laughs> okay, yeah, but no, that's no, what I'm saying. No, no, but, no, I mean, but God, that's what I'm saying. They're all behind Bradbury. Go to right Target. You know, like a $20 Target run turns into like 100 okay? That's what's going to happen <laughs> in this defensive line. They're going to go to like pay one guy, but then you have to end up paying. Like, if you're going to talk about continuity and you want this defensive line, like it starts up front on the trenches. Marty Herney has – he has said that. He has preached that. He has gotten guys in to play on these trenches. I don't know if you can afford – I mean, that's great. I, mean, I think that is, like, a little crazy to say. Like, you can't afford James Bradbury because people are like, who's James Bradbury? He's came from Stanford. But I think James Bradbury is going to pull a price tag, yeah. and I don't know if the Panthers are going to pay it. It's fair. It's like you walk into Target looking for those James Bradbury granola bars, yeah. but you walk out and you're like, "What's this Vernon Butler? Uh, these Vernon Butler underwears are on man, sale." Man, it's on sale. Yeah. So like, then you get those, and then you're like, "Oh man, some cheap." There's Kyle Love, the uh, huge bucket believe, of candy. Is. I can't believe Kyle Love's in the one dollar like section. I'm gonna get four of them. Yeah. Like, and then you leave, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there, and you're gonna have to make a decision of do we get one James Bradbury or do we get two defensive linemen? And I think that really, honestly, what it might come down to. With the turnover that they're going to have, I mean, they still have an answer to the, the question of safety. I mean, how long are those? I mean, <laughs> how long? No, I mean, both no, of those right. guys are are short term rentals. That's not on the list. So well, now, Trey Boston is on that list. Right. Yep. And then, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're right. Like, there, there's too many pieces on defense. I I would it's sign literally Bradbury. Seven of the eleven guys that started on Sunday are free agents. So it's a lot. Speaking of the next one, Shaq Thompson. Now I flipped on this. I said that I thought Shaq was actually more important than Bradbury, but Bradbury, at this point, I, I, I'm I'm on I'm on Team Bradbury. So, if I said, um, you know, 85 for him, then but at the same time, I think they Shaq could be the guy that they end up with if they don't keep Bradbury. Mm. So maybe oh, okay. I'll go Chris Jenkins. I'll go okay. 77. Just trying to kick it old school, <laughs> Carolina. I like this. Throw yeah. It back. Uh, I would. I'm gonna go with a. Uh, um, I might go with Brad Hoover here. That's a 45. Ooh. Yeah, nice. So you're going less than a coin flip that they bring I am, in. and I'm going to tell you why. Because in Bradbury, I don't think that they have a natural replacement on the roster, and I think in Shaq Thompson, they have a natural replacement, whether that Jermaine is Jermaine Carter. JC, baby. Hi, it's JC Carter. <laughs> Jermaine Carter's pretty good at linebacker. I think you're seeing more and more of Jermaine Carter play. All right, a fun one. You guys ready? Chance of footage from the Roaring Riot Party in London taken on the CanCam is ever released. Caroline, can you give us just a general gist of what was recorded on that CanCam? Because I feel like there are maybe just do you want me to bleep the names out when you say when you say who was I'm, on there? I don't name names. Okay, all right. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> That's true. And I'm not getting stitches. That's true. It's true. Listen, I'm gonna lay it down for everyone out there. I'm not associated with the roaring riot so everything that i'm saying right now is is 100 accurate i'm not drinking the kool-aid to just say that they had an awesome party she's just drinking champagne the i'm just drinking that. champagne that was the best party i've ever been to yeah yeah and here's where it all started so we came from a different pub we turned the corner the the banking hall was not even a pub we came from a pub to this banking hall area 
<laughs> we turned the corner of like we walked. We turned the corner and there's this long line of Panthers folks. And I was like, wow, like, oh cool. It must the door must be on the corner. Wrong. They wrapped around the corner and went all the way like I mean, we were passing people for a minute and we were like, wow, like this is gonna be insane because the doors had not quite opened they were just about to open they were yeah. just simulating charlotte traffic just to just, just to, to feel at feel home, like home. Yeah. yeah feel at home it's like an eat work play type situation we walk <laughs> in we walk in at the previous pub that we were at we were working so we were ready to not work anymore Cut so loose yeah so we turn we turn the corner we walk in the door and there's a man standing there with i believe what was vodka sodas or there like were, a vodka lemonade there were g's and t's I believe maybe maybe you had some vodka lemonades where you were standing. I think they were vodka lemonades. I was served a tray full of G's and T's. Really? Yeah. I don't honestly. I don't know what it was, but it was delicious. <laughs> Did you go to bed Ooh. at six p.m. that night? Yeah. <laughs> I was up super late, baby. I was on London time. Woo! Like so Joey Tribbiani, London baby. Whoop whoop whoop. So you're drinking guards and tackles? Yeah, that's guards right. and tackles. Okay. So the night goes guards. on. Then. <laughs> And what? <laughs> Cords and tackles. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really one of uh, the best nights. It was so fun. And we closed the house down. They turned the lights on yeah. uh, while we were there. But the can-cam did make an appearance because uh -oh. what I what I told my coworkers at the beginning of the trip was, I want you – sometimes I would turn on the can-cam around my coworkers and they would shut down a little bit. Mm. And, like, they didn't want to be in this video because they're not the video face and they don't want to do that. They're like, no, that's your job. I'm like, no, this is not – like, this is a vlog. Like, you do it, like, for the vlog. Are you just keeping that alive because Cam used it? Is that why we're going we vlog? We use – we are pro-vlog <laughs> here on the One Day Contract. I thought podcast. we were – I thought we were But that's, like, what we it like is. that word. That's, like, what it is. It's a vlog. Know? It's, it's a, a video it vlog. Is a, it is a video blog. So it's a, it's a vlog. You hate it. That's fine. He's, like – I embrace it because Cam uses it. Okay. <laughs> it is it, – it's going to be in the dictionary. That's why you're wearing that hat. Accept it. Accept <laughs> it. So they – Only once, though. They – May have not shied away from the camera when it was brought out after many of hours at the Roaring Ride party. Mm -hmm. And I've decided that I will not be airing any footage. However, some gifts will be made. Nice. Which I feel like is a nice, I want to protect my, uh, the integrity of what I told my coworkers and it will not be aired. It will be, it will be shared to those that are involved. Uh, shared, not aired. Shared, mm. not aired. Um, and they can do what You're they would so like. So proud with of it. yourself. <laughs> that was nice. But there are gifts that are made that are used right now in group chats. But we know how that works. You do it in group chat, then you you know yeah. do it on Slack, and then before you know it, you're tweeting it. So just hang on, everybody. It's coming. I just can't do that Wait with my coworkers for it, right now. Right? That group chat. That sounds interesting. Is there any sort of like. If there was only some sort of like audio version of a group chat, I agree. like a show. Yeah. Maybe that, a podcast. That would be good. <gasps> Where can huh. we find that podcast? Panthers.com. That was a nice plug, guys. Good job. You welcome. That was nice. Yeah, Panthers.com. Me, Max, and the Panther stack guy that was mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. The group chat. We do it uh, weekly. I was just picking. Does Max wear sunglasses on the podcast all the time? No. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't own sunglasses. But here's the thing about Will. Um, Will always comes with his computer. So I come with, like, no notes. No notes, Nancy. Max comes with the um, stats from the previous game, mm -hmm. and Will comes with a full computer, like ready. 
He's not the host. He's not. Computer. Yeah, but like you're hosting it. You're looking at the rundown. We don't have a rundown. We don't come <laughs> with a rundown. We're not coming. Like we come with like some idea of what we may talk about. I just love the fact that Will comes with a computer they every single week. They don't call him Panther's Tats guy for nothing, no, right? That's I mean, right. Yeah. That's right. How do I challenge him to a Panther stat off? Oh, Easy. baby. Literally just... ask. The okay. man will be up for okay. it. Should we do that live in front of a crowd, maybe? I feel like people would come. I would I would be interested in that. Maybe we could do like a dual you're a real, episode. You're a real stat head. At Taproom Social. Yeah, I love it. Uh, there was a time in my life when I was the director of future research. So. Mm. Oh. That sounds oh. So you weren't researching in the moment. It was just <laughs> no. I was researching future, for the future. future. For the future. It's a very complex con- concept I was working on. I feel like that's like never mind. <laughs> that's like my job every day. I'm like, why am I researching? Why am I down this rabbit hole of combinations that the offensive line could play? And then yeah. you go out there and it's like one out of fourteen that you came up with. <laughs> Welcome to our world. We literally talked about hypothetical Roth. I did five roster projections before the freaking season even started. Hey, but we get to talk about football. Keyvon Seymour doesn't even live in Charlotte anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'd rather do that than like project like the stock market. That's a good point. That's true. It's going down, baby. No, I ain't hating out there on all you bankers, though. <laughs> Living the life. Where else can they find you on these social medias? Um, I'm going to throw people off here. I'm at in. Caroline Cam. The N stands for Nancy. My name is Nancy Caroline Cam. So that's, that's it. That's why she don't bring them notes. In Caroline Can on all I think social media. NC. NC. So people do think Caroline. that I did it NC for like North. Oh, yeah. They thought that I did it for like North Carolina. And I was like, mm, my dedication is not that hard. It's just my name. It's to both states. Yeah. Two states, one team. Two states, one team. So, yeah, two states, one Caroline. But it is in Caroline Can on Twitter, Instagram. Josh, when you're not grounding flights you can via fall. the FAA. Oh. <laughs> We're going to bed before the evening news is over. Yeah, I, you don't get any tweets from him after yeah. 8.30. Yeah. But. <laughs> Find me at Josh Klein Rules on Twitter with an S. With a Z on Instagram. He'll and be uh, you at 6 a.m. Yeah, do not send me them tweets after dark. <laughs> Get off my yard. I, I want to know about your house pants more than telling people about where to find me on Twitter. <laughs> I know that you skipped over that question, Nikki. That was convenient, and, and, and it was noticed. It's fine, though. Colin CLT on Twitter. <laughs> we all have house pants. What? We all have I house don't. pants. You have house pants. Like, wait, stop. You. What what are ha- like like sweatpants or like leggings? Well, they're first pants of all, that you don't wear outside of the house. Yes. They're house I don't. Pants. Like, I you don't, don't even go to the mailbox. All of your attire is is suitable to be worn out. Yeah, this well, must be a millennial thing. First of all, it's the only possible <laughs> explanation. How? No, but you, like, do you like to fit? Like, I my thing is like, even when I'm relaxing, I like to have on something that I like feel good in. Like basketball shorts. Yeah. No. Sure. Like something that I feel good like in. Some J. So if Kruger I had on, no if I deal. was like, if I was like, I'm gonna, you know, what if a fire what? happens? You have to like run outside. Here's something that <laughs> scarred me for life. Staying in a hotel in Dallas one time, middle of the night, the fire alarm goes off. Have you ever had that happen to you? I have. What did you do? I said this might be the one. <laughs> I said, y'all, this could be it. That's what I'm if saying. Big dogs going down. Big dogs going I mean, down. Cause I, I freaked out, and like from that moment on, I really do think about that when I'm like, you know, getting ready for bed. I'm like, if there was a fire, can you number one find pants if you're not wearing them? And if you are wearing pants, would you leave the house in them? I think about it. 
So you, I have. You are literally the opposite of me. For anyone I'm that's sorry. seen me in public, I apologize because when I'm at Target or Harris Teeter, I am either literally in my pajamas or I've just come from yoga, and that's when I see everybody. I never see anyone oh, no. when I'm showered and have makeup. I've on. never been pulled over by a cop in like full TV makeup, hair looking great, nothing. I if I look like trash, I'm getting pulled over. Uh, Not I, speeding while looking like bad. I'm just going to assume that my wife hasn't gotten to this point of the, the, the podcast. I think 40% of her attire cannot be worn outside <laughs> the home. <laughs> my, it is all for the homestead. I'm lucky that my wife doesn't listen past the theme music, so it's fine. I will tell you that she goes to, from pants to house pants like yeah, that. Like, like the, literally, like when I get home. House pants. She's, I mean, and literally I had to tell her at one point that her one pair of her house pants were not appropriate for the house. Okay, did, when did this happen in your relationship? My my boyfriend and I are extremely serious. I will marry that man, but it has we. we oh yeah, does he know it, that? He does. <laughs> okay, mm, hope he's listening. He's aware, but we, we already forced Josh Barcel to propose gonna, on, is the, this on episode. Have so. to stop. Someone proposed. No, but no, we we're essentially were it. just like. <laughs> You mean your fiance? And he was like, "No, my girlfriend." We were like, "All right, bro." <laughs> and oh my then, gosh, that's so great. Yeah. But when does this happen in a relationship? Like, when do the house pants break? Like, the, could he be having some like closet house pants that I don't know about? Because we've oh, never yeah. lived together. Absolutely. But we've spent we I mean we technically I guess like shared a space for like two and a half weeks straight. Mm. I work from could home, they come so out? I go from sleeping pajamas to working pajamas, and then usually those working <laughs> pajamas go to Harris Teeter with me. So. But they're working pajamas. You're you a classy don't have one lady. pair. You're of the pants. reason why people listen. Okay, exactly. I, I, I'm just, I'm just amazed. But you don't have one pair of pants that's a little bit see-through. Yeah, that's. I don't that's, wear them. I don't have. Them. Not in even the around house. the house. In the house. That's where you would. Why do you keep them then? I don't. But that's what I'm saying. I, I've gotten those before. Like, like a, a great example. <laughs> we got some leggings from the nobody's, Panthers. Nobody's, everybody's too. Yeah, we're, this is like after dark. This is this, this is, is just therapy. This is I'm, one, I'm one day. I'm sorry. It's eight oh nine. One day contract after dark. So uh, we got a pair of leggings from the Panthers this year at training camp. I'm very appreciative for these, but mm-mm. I didn't. Just to be clear. No, I I don't know if I got the wrong size or what, but I tried them on and they they were see through. And I was like, well, I'm not wearing them, so I, I gave them back. So I just don't have them. Like, if I don't want to wear them out in public, I'm not going to keep them. But what if they, they were, were free and I gave them? But so what if, if they were if super if comfy? If that's a traveling the salesman comes by and knocks on the door, like you're showing up, like 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 fully dressed, like uh, like 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 Mrs. Like Seaver? somebody that's fully. like Mrs. Seaver. What? That's a, leave it to Beaver, right? Oh man, I miss that. one. I'm yeah, too old. No, for but that I'm just saying, like, like the her. idea of a, of of you like. I feel like house pants are no pants. Like I don't wear pants. Uh, and now then, we've gotten to it. And now then there's no second investigation done. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why you, you just like, got mind hunted. That's two investigations for you, by the I know. way. I'm just picturing like the pizza manager. Like I gotta get I gotta get dolled up. Just the pizza man showing up. Not I, dolled I gotta look, up. Gotta look good. No, not dolled up, but it is. I, I, I'm, Why is she I'm, getting dolled up for well, the I don't, pizza she, man? Because she doesn't have house pants. She apparently doesn't isn't comfortable in her own home. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. No, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually way more comfortable in my home than any of you are in your house pants because I don't wear pants. And then when the door rings, it's like, hey, this is an acceptable, like, number one, who the hell Heck. reach it like who rings the doorbell anymore like no one is ringing or knocking on the door like it's a text like yo i'm here even like doordash is like clearly no one arrived. gets amazon packages because they come and ring my doorbell at like 8 a.m bing 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 maybe this and is then something, lee and hey, then i i think i found it okay i've never owned a home oh 
So I'm an apartment dweller always. So I'm no always apartment, apartment pants, obviously. So I don't have any apartment pants. Another friend's but maybe, apartments. But yeah. maybe the house pants is something I will I'll mature into. You will. It's going to be about the same time when you announce when you have to go to the bathroom and which one it is. That's when in the relationship time, <laughs> when it's not a, when you're like I got to go to the bathroom. It's a number one, like or the other way. And the then audience? you high five. Nikki, where can they find you <laughs> on the internet? And then you have five. This has been One Day Contract, part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Thank you for being here. I yeah, am so, I guess you're so sorry for the end of this. Nikki didn't help you with the house pants because we know she has. I guess you I have house pants. Everything, everything I wear is house pants.